build your own business, work from home, flexible hours. If any of these sound appealing to you, it's easy to understand why so many people have joined the Mary Kay Salesforce searching to improve their lives and become financially independent. Selling cosmetic products, skincare ointments, and fragrances, the brand touts itself as empowering women to live their lives to the fullest potential. But the harsh reality is that only a tiny percentage of people ever make a profit at all selling these products, and a vast majority end up in debt. How is Mary Kay continually allowed to operate with such harmful business practices? Betches Media presents... Not another true crime podcast. It's all fun and games until someone gets hurt. Damn, Jorge coming in hot with the intro. We're going to get sued immediately, but that's cool. That's cool. It's okay. It's this might okay. be our last episode, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. But yes, welcome back for a limited time. Who knows to not another true crime podcast. Uh, I'm Sarah Levine. And I'm Danny Murphy. You know, we're your partners in wine, crime and time and crime TikToks because that our Instagram is flooded with them and they're so good. Oh, uh, yes. Blowing up. Follow us at not another true crime on Insta. We do daily quizzes, usually about serial killers. Yeah. Um, it's it's very fun. I love to try to test my knowledge. I think if I didn't write the questions, I would never get any right. They're hard. I play and don't do well a lot. (laughs) I mean, yeah, it's like it's hard to judge what's a fact that people know versus don't because there was one that I did that I thought was so hard. And I was like, if you get all of these right, I'm kind of afraid of you. I got so many messages that were like, no, I got three out of three. Like this was easy. I was like, oh. That's because our people, our people are pros. Our people know what they they're doing. They are pros. I know. I was like, I guess I'm a fake fan. Like, <laughs> <laughs> who knows? But Wait. anyway, guys, follow us on Instagram, rate, review, and subscribe yes. before we get into the ep. Before we get into all that, please give us a five-star review. But Sarah, I was going to say, you know what is, you said you're a fake fan. I would say that is better than being Mary Kay Ash because this woman is... She got some, she's not a good. I person. know. I know. Yes, I know. You guys know we love like an MLM. I mean, by love, we mean sort of hate. Um, we were talking about them with Amanda Montel last week, too. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Excellent. So we we have gotten a lot of requests to talk about Mary Kay. I, I feel like I need to say up front. It's really not as scandalous as the other ones we've covered, like a LuLaRoe, which is just crumbling before our eyes. It's not an Herbalife. It's mm-hmm. no young living. That said, it's one of the OGs. I feel this. I feel Mary Kay was like the first company that I ever heard of before knowing what MLM was. And I was younger that I was like, oh, people are just like having parties and selling them like Tupperware status of just like going over to people's living rooms and selling stuff and things like that. Oh, totally. I mean, there I remember when I was a kid, probably like eighth grade we did this Mary Kay party at my Girl Scout troop. Like this woman came in. Yeah. She like, we did a little test of like some face wash or something and some moisturizer. Like my mom bought me eyeshadow. Oh, for the whole troop. That's actually so smart that they did that when, because like if one of the, one of your friends on the Girl Scout troop got something, you're like, I want something like, and like everybody would, it would just be a stampede of everyone wanting everything. It's so true. I will say, like, my parents are low-key pro MLM, which is <laughs> an interesting topic at dinner. Um, and they probably are going to murder me for saying that. But that's it. That's it. <laughs> you know. You know. 
Uh, but yeah, let's I mean, let's talk about Mary Kay. Like we said, an OG um, breaking a, <laughs> a glass ceiling. You know, this is her fight song. <laughs> it was. I feel like she'd like that song. She fucking would like that song. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I like that song, too. Uh, I can't listen to it anymore because it triggers me. But yes, I mean, it is a good song. But Mary Kay was started by a woman who went by the name of Mary Kay Ash. She was born in Hot Wells, Texas in 1918, which just kind of feels like a fake town. It does feel like a fake town. And also shout out to anybody who knows uh, sports. I don't know why I know this fact, but 1918 was the last time the Red Sox beat the Yankees until recently. I forget when they. Oh, beat yeah. Like 2008, I think. Yeah, something like that. Or no, because I know it was 86 years. So whatever. Oh. Fast forward 86. There exactly. we go. Um, so in 1939, she started working at a company called Stanley Home Products. And she was like a saleswoman where she would host parties to get people to buy these products. So mm-hmm. you can see where she got the idea. <laughs> she was so good at this that she was poached by another company called World Gifts in 1952. And now I just have to know, like, what was the first ever direct sales company? Ooh, I wonder. I also love all the because all these uh, companies sound like fake names too. World oh, Gifts. Yeah. I'm like, this is so shady. World Gifts. That sounds like a store in the mall. Tr- truly that or like you would just get like the magazine when you were a kid to like circle what you want for a holiday <laughs> oh my god yeah i always thought that the first mlm was tupperware but Ooh. i don't know the first ML- I, I feel like it's that like it, i think it might have it might be that or like um a cooking thing mm. in that regard could be could be but in any case mary Kay quit after about 10 years at world gifts because this male colleague who she actually trained got promoted above her and got a higher salary, which like she, she hates to see it. You hate to see it. Kat Sadler. Jeez. Uh, I feel like this, the sky is just opened up behind oh, me. No, same. It's terrifying. Like Mary Kay is here and girl. Uh, I, she's like, how dare you speak how, ill of me? Here's the thing. I'm like, okay, she was inspired to try to like empower women. So I can appreciate the intent, mm-hmm. but the impact is questionable. It's the thing. The delivery was a little off a little bit. So she founded a company called beauty by Mary Kay on September 13th, 1963. And what she did, I thought this was interesting. Cause like, I would never know how the hell to do this. She basically purchased the formulas for some skin lotions from the family of a tanner who was making them. Huh. This is every time I go on Shark Tank where they're like, oh, yeah, we have like our our manufacturer and like blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I wouldn't even know how to approach a manufacturer and be like, how do you make this? I also wouldn't know how to make a prototype of anything. Oh, not at all. I, I, I don't know how to do I'd things. be there with clay like and so. <laughs> I just feel like you get what I mean, right? Yeah. <laughs> or like a doodle. I'd be like, yeah. So basically, once you somehow make this in 3D printer or something, I have no idea. But she started with these lotions. Um, she launched the company with $5,000 of her life savings and also the help of her 20-year-old son, Richard Rogers. Aww. Yes. They then opened a small store together in Dallas and they hired nine salespeople. And this is the part that's actually like kind of impressive, begrudgingly, is that in the first year, the company was profitable, which I think is a huge deal when you start a business. I feel like that's almost never heard of. Yeah. And in the second year, it sold almost a million dollars in oh products. God. Damn. So, 
Yeah, I know. And here's um, some info about the offerings, but it's also from the Mary Kay website. So like you can take this with a grain of salt if you want. No. <laughs> um, it had a new approach to skincare and offered a basic treatment set, which included four skin products and a foundation. Um, yeah. And then these products were sold through parties and other events. But unlike other companies, I think this is really what sort of blew the MLM market wide open was that there were no like sales territories and like where, you know, any anybody could live in a neighborhood or whatever and sell to anyone. It wasn't like, no, this is bills and this is whoever. And then there were also like different kinds of incentives for hitting certain sales milestones, which we're going to get into. We're going to unpack those. In a bit, in a bit. Um, Also, as we talked about with Amanda too, this is one of those MLM companies. And there are a few that's like very tied into Christian values. Mm -hmm. And Mary Kay's motto was God first, family second, and career third. So by her mottos, I'm not doing great. (laughs) Oops. (laughs) <laughs> whoops she also loved the color pink which is going to come up um in future things that we're going to talk about mm-hmm. and basically like the company operates on this on the level of multi-level marketing network marketing like whatever the hell you want to call it and we're going to get into the structure in a bit more depth but basically they have consultants who buy the products at wholesale to sell to customers at retail so you know, you buy it at a certain price, you sell it for more than that. And also they would earn commission for any new consultants they recruited. And as a fun fact, the company went public in 1968, but the Ash family bought it back in 1985 after the stock price kind of plummeted, which as we're going to get into, I think is why we can't find the income income disclosure for the US. We only found it for Canada because Mm. if you're a private company that's not publicly like traded, I you don't have to release that info. That is okay. That's true. That's a sneaky snake. Okay. It is sneaky. Sneaky snake. All right. So getting into the MLM structure of all of this, I mean, we're familiar with how an MLM works. We we know Dump Out, but this is uh, the Mary Kay specific kind. They promise an opportunity to build your own business you uh, maybe you are wanted a new career, a new change, a hobby that would make some money. You want to get a little bit of your own identity. Here's your own business. You'd be working from home, flexible hours if you have to like take care of the kids, anything like that. All the major selling points. Uh, <clears throat> but it is obviously not as straightforward as that. And um, as of July 2020, so very recently, this was a rough breakdown. The starter kit costs a hundred dollars i mean that's a, it's not as bad as lula row which was like five grand exactly and also my thing is like skincare i mean all of skincare is a scam and i subscribe to it it's also expensive oh my god if we're gonna talk about skincare as a scam okay we'll save caroline calloway till the end oh yeah we will save for, for we'll the save end. till the end <laughs> um so however the hundred dollars is far from what you actually need to start selling uh kaylin brooke a former quote-unquote beauty consultant had to uh, this to say I had to spend more money than what the starter kit required. There's the additional business cards, MK website, and a credit card processing program, among other incidentals. According to her, before she had even placed an order, she already was down 500. I feel like that's actually very common. I've read that for other MLMs that I think we've covered where it's like, yeah, the kit 
is a hundred dollars or whatever, but they charge you to be able to build your own. Like it's not even building. It's like they charge you for your own consultant website, which is sort of operated through theirs. And then they charge you monthly to basically upkeep it. And I think you have to have that in order to place orders. I'm sure it's like to add. Yeah. Like exactly. Like, uh, and that's even you. if you don't have an upline who's like, oh, but you need to get like this crazy add on and this new drop, like you need to have inventory. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, after that, you do need to build up your inventory. Natalia Taylor is a former consultant who had this crazy story. Uh, after joining, she was made to go to a meeting by her director, which she had to pay to attend. Oh, so that's she was common. forced to go to an event or a meeting and had to pay to go to the event. I mean, yeah. no. uh, during the meeting, she was pressured into buying more than $2,000 worth of products as inventory uh, before even making a single sale. So now this girl just had to swipe her motherfucking Amex to get into the event and also to buy two grand of stuff. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think these companies just work on high pressure sales tactics. And uh, for people that are like, oh, but what if like people are working at Mary Kay to make money because they don't have $2,000? Well... She said that she didn't have the money to do that. So they signed her up for her very own Mary Kay credit card. No. So she could buy all the stuff. That is not no. That's bad. I, again, I, I feel like I've heard this so many times of people being pressured to take out new credit, to yeah. like sell their belongings, to afford it, to like do all types of just not good stuff. So I just feel like also if you're going to a company event, like at minimum, it should cost you nothing, but no. the company should be paying you to go to the event. Uh, e- easily. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, so she had all this. And then a few months later, she was struggling to keep up sales. So she called her director. Director advised her to purchase the products herself with a credit card so she could keep her status. So now she is literally buying product from herself. Yes. <laughs> So she did, digging herself into like a, a very deep financial hole that she was already in a hole, but now this hole is holes, so it's getting deeper. Uh, by the time she was ready to call it quits, the, her director guilted her into staying by like using a lot of these like, you know, gas lady phrases. You don't support women working for women? You don't support women empowerment? Very Ramona Singer. You don't support other women, Bethany. Yeah, or there'll also just be like, oh, but you're working so hard or a common thing that they say that we talked about with Amanda Montel and she talks about in Coltish is um, they'll be like, oh, well, this business doesn't fail. Like only people fail at it. If you're failing, you're not working hard enough. Exactly. Oh, God. Yeah. And that, and that also just makes you feel like shit, too. And you're like, well, I guess I just need to work harder. Well, yeah. And it's also what gets me so annoyed is that there's complete mixed messaging. They don't pick a lane. Mm-hmm. It's like, is this easy to work for? Is it is this easy to do? You work from your phone, passive income, or is this you have to work really fucking hard to succeed? Like, which one is it? Yeah, tell me. Yeah, tell me what I have to do, and I will do it. Crazy director lady. Yeah, well, it just is like you can't win in this game because they they try to play both sides, mm-hmm. and it just is whatever. Ugh. And it gets worse for this girl. Oh, Natalia. Uh, so when she finally checked her credit card statement. Which I guess I'm psychotic. I check my credit card statement like once a week. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, same, same. And I'm always surprised. I'm like, I'm oh. Always, <laughs> I'm like, wait, no one paid this off magically for me yet? Got it. Uh, yeah, need to work uh, on that. Yeah, so she was shocked to find out that it had a 26% interest rate. Woof. That is insane. How is that legal? I don't think it is. What is American credit that's card? That's like, I don't even know if that's 
a credit card. That's like just a loan shark that they just assigned you. That is so crazy. Truly. Oh, my God. So in under a year, she had amassed over 10 grand in debt from all this. What? Oh, God. I feel like that's just one. That's one missed payment on your credit card with an interest rate that high. No, but that's exactly the thing. I'm like, she probably was. And also, I'm sure it was like just doing like, you know, like um, monthly, like the small monthly payments you could do, but not realizing, oh, I'm paying twenty five dollars a month and then cut to I now owe one hundred fifty dollars each month. Extra. Crazy. Yeah. Um, another element of Mary Kay that's kind of a classic MLM fashion. They have all these nonsensical titles that you oh, go through. God. Also, like, could, buckle up because there are so many. Danny, you don't have to read all of them. I just wanted to be thorough. I am not going to read all of them. It is truly, like, a little bit of Monica in my life. It's kind of like, it's just truly Mamba number five of, uh, <laughs> of titles. So it's just, like, star team builder, elite team leader, elite executive senior, uh, national sales director, senior national sales director, national sales director qualification. Like, all these things that kind of is just, like, mumbo jumbo of... A, path, a, a, a thing you think is a path to success, but it's really, you're just talking in circles to yourself. It's crazy because when we go into the um, income disclosure, all of the, the ones that make money are like, I think at least the, you have to be like at least a national sales director or um, like a, an executive national sales director. And that's like one, two, three, four. That's like 15 levels up in the wrong. Oh, exactly. So you're just, crazy. you're just climbing uphill for no reason. Yeah, it's so granular and there are so mm. many levels and you have to get so high to even really make what is, you know, like a worthwhile amount of money. Yeah. And um, so then their answer for how you can earn money by selling their products uh, from their FAQ is the earning opportunity associated with a Mary Kay business is open ended. That's not how money works. <laughs> However, it is impossible to guarantee that a particular level of income can be earned. So in the words of Mary Kay Ash, set your goals and hang on to them until they are a reality. You got to believe it before you ever see it. Whatever the mind can perceive and believe, you can achieve. Truly, she's just reading Home Goods Pillows. <laughs> well, I will also say that like legally, they have to say something like this oh, because yeah. that's how so many other of these companies have gotten sued mm-hmm. was by making promises about earning potential yeah and it is kind of funny too because it's like they so they're covering their asses with that but then the second part of it it's basically being like oh but that's all that all that you won't make money is for the people who aren't believing aren't 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 fighting hard enough aren't girl bosses you know what i mean so it's kind of like they exactly what they (laughs) say and then talks them down for me because then they're just like oh okay i just I guess I just, whatever I perceive and believe I'll achieve. You know what I mean? Oh my God. I love that rhyming. I feel like you got to get that on a mug. I, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, their site also says a typical participant in the Mary Kay independent sales force does not earn any commission or bonuses. The earning statement doesn't include any profits realized from personal retail sales. I mean, damn, that's what, that's like, that should be all the info you need right there where they tell you that the typical consultant doesn't earn commission or bonuses and like you can't you you're not going to become financially independent by earning like a couple bucks off commission or whatever for like your overpriced eyeshadow yeah so let's get into the income disclosure so they don't publish u.s income disclosure statements because 
the U.S. law doesn't require it. I mean, I I think it's because it's not publicly traded, but like that's that's just what I've gathered off the anti MLM subreddit. So like, (laughs) whatever, I could be wrong. Don't quote me. I trust them. Oh, right. I mean, honestly, excellent sub. I read it every day. Um, (laughs) But the FTC did try to change this. But then after you guessed it, some intense lobbying from the industry, it backed off. So we love it. Yeah, go money, go politics. Woo. Um, But our good friends over in Canada do require that info. So we have some insight into how well the Canadian sales reps do. So here's the deal in Canada. Avril Lavigne's territory. (laughs) Yes. So their total sales force is about 30,000 people. Um, They're independent beauty consultants who are not eligible for commission represent a little over 83% of the total sales force. So that's 25,000 people who quote work for them and earn no money. And now they'll probably tell you that these people are just signed up to buy themselves beauty products on occasion and earn a discount. But I don't know if I, but I mean, I think those claims are misleading personally. I think so too. And also, why would you sign up and pay money to get a discount down the line? Like that doesn't. doesn't I think so. I think some people probably do that, but I also just don't, I don't think that is accurate to say that 83% of these people are just doing it passively for a discount. Oh, not at all. And no hope of earning money. I don't think so. So to be eligible for commissions, and I'm really just quoting their document, um, independent beauty consultants must be active themselves and have offered the opportunity to at least one independent active beauty consultant during the relevant period. So you have to have one person in your downline. And they are considered active in any particular month and for two months after when they place at least $450 in retail orders, which is $225 in wholesale orders for cosmetics, uh, basically during the month. So you have to be placing at least $225 a month in order to keep your active status. God, that is insane. It's a lot. That's like a. For, I feel like gym. I buy foundation once every three years. I know that's disgusting, but like that's when I run out. Oh, the truly like hitting the bottom of an oil of like a skin yep. oil to get every last drop. Like I almost shatter it and just lather it. Yep, that'd be fun. Shatter and lather. That that'll be our uh, MLM for skincare. You break <laughs> it, but it's like a breakable thing, that and then fun. you get all the last. You all get all the little um, last bits. It sounds fun. I'm into it. Okay. So here's the actual breakdown of how much money these people are earning and taking account. This is 2019 data. So it could have changed a little bit, but I doubt it's changed drastically. I cannot imagine. So independent beauty consultants who were eligible for commissions or bonuses earned between $0 and $5,569 annually in 2019. But they the average was $206 in 2019. No, and the total amount of people this is is a little bit over 15% of the sales force or 4,500 people. So 15%, so let's say 80, 83% of people are earning $0 or are losing money. 15% of people are earning a little over, over $5,500, like a little under $5,600. Now we take that up one level to the independent sales directors. They earned an average of $20,137 a year. Honestly, a very low entry-level salary. Yeah. It's kind of like, I feel like that's minimum wage. Yeah, but, so like for like a top-tier director in this too. Yeah. But if you are like a stay-at-home mom and working from your phone, you know, 
I suppose, you know, that's respectable. Yeah. The problem is that this only represents 1.675% of the independent sales force. And even worse, it takes on average four years to get to this position. So you have to be in this company for four years to maybe earn $20,000. And you're going to, and that means you're already in the top 2%. Exactly. And then also that means for the past four years, you have been spending so much money on this product. So are you even breaking even with the 20 grand? That's another question. Yeah. And now, and also this time period is data from January 1st to December 31st, 2019. Consultants who are at the independent national sales director level, which is pretty high up, they earned $124,072 on average in commissions. So... Mm -hmm. That's a lot. Now that's a paycheck. That is, yeah. It's like there, there are some people who are earning six figures, a solid salary. But here's the kicker: this represents zero point zero five percent of the independent sales force. So you're literally in less than the top one percent of people. And even crazier, it's going to take an average of fifteen years to get to this point. My God, that is true. Like. <laughs> You could just be in a different company. You could just be in a company and work yourself up to hopefully get to that and also be getting a paycheck all this, all that other time. And you know benefits. I mean? And benefits. And paid time off. And, and HR you don't have system. to harass your family and friends. Yes, yes. God, right? That's my other thing. I'm like, how do they not run out of people to sell Mary Kay to? I mean, I think they do. There's like that famous John Oliver thing where he talks about, oh, if, if you recruit five people and those people recruit five people, like it only takes 15 cycles to run out of the population on Earth. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Gifting tables, gifting tables. So not shockingly, because Mary Kay is so popular and so many people were jumping on this as a way to make a new life for themselves, make a little chunk of change, make their own business. They drew a lot of attention for that, but then got some controversies and some problems going through because people kind of see through the bullshit. So a CBS News article from 2012 said that while the company pulls in $3 billion, with a B, its salespeople often end up in debt with boxes of unsold lipstick, facial creams, and other products. So truly just merchant um, sitting there, inventory sitting there. The $3 billion figure only really refers to wholesale orders. And only around 300 of the 600,000 American Mary Kay ladies make the six-figure income. So that's like... Yeah. We're so- going- it's like they make three billion, but how much of that is literally just within this closed loop of their own consultants slash customers? Exactly. Uh, the company, not shockingly, <laughs> took issue with uh, this claim, telling Money Watch, it's each person's choice on how much product she wants to purchase from the company to sell to her customers. Not totally because they get forced into buying more stuff. So <laughs> I mean, I feel like it is true, but. It's like they're well, also, you have to have a minimum of sales to be active, mm-hmm. but also, I mean, they, they just rely on like high pressure tactics from uplines to convince people to buy a lot in inventory. So, That's while true. it may be technically true that the company doesn't explicitly require anyone to buy something, you know, these independent consultants pressure the people in their downline to spend more money because they make more money when they yeah exactly yeah because that's 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 their job yeah so it's just like real technical real technical shit they also said that salespeople can return product uh though mary Kay agrees to refund only 90 percent of the purchases price within one year 
Plus, they point to their commission being 50%, which is on a higher end for our sales. That is higher. That is, yeah. Hey, you know what? And also, I think, because I think it's, and I think that's how they get are so good. Because I mean, like, I feel people wouldn't buy, like, I'm, I would be less likely to buy, like, random oils or, like, a weird, like, situation, MLM situation. But I'm like, some skincare? Sure, I guess. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's, I feel like it's one thing that I'd be like, okay, just bu- I'll buy it. So you stop talking to me at a party. You know what I mean? If one of my I mean, friends- that's how I feel like all these companies operate. Oh God. Yeah. The annoyance, the it's annoyance. Like, is all right. I'll shut you up. But then yeah. that's a problem. Cause now you're on their sales list for life. I know it's almost like it should be called bed bug marketing. Bed bug. Oh my God. Cause it never goes away. It never goes you away. Gotta and burn it your mattress. You got to burn your mattress. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Virginia soul Smith who wrote a, scathing piece for Harper's Magazine in August 2012 uh, says that it, in reality, the 50% commission is rare, doesn't account for things like party expenses, travel, etc. So it's like the money is one thing, but the spending to make the money is astronomical. Right. I mean, which they will all say is completely optional, which is true. But like we said, there's all this pressure. You got to spend money to make money. Uh, that's what they say. That's it's, it's, it's a fucking sad truth. I mean, that's exactly not what for I MLMs, but yeah, uh, it's also common to have sales and giveaways to uh, increase uh, purchases and sales, all of which eats up the commission because if you're just doing giveaways, you're not you're giving it away. You're not making. Yeah, money. I mean, you you have to buy the product. The company doesn't send you the free product to do as an incentive. Like you have to buy it. So then exactly. that's money out of your pocket. Exactly. Uh, consultants also told Soul Smith that they would get pressured by their uplines to stay on board when they expressed their desire to use the buyback. And this is because the uplines have to give uh, back their commissions if someone in their downline returns the inventory. Mm, so they really don't want you to use that perk. Mm-mm. Yes. And speaking of perks, we got to talk I about mean, one. It's the big one. It's the pink Cadillac. <sighs> I feel like when you think of Mary Kay, that's what you think of. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I kind of want one. Right. I mean, you could just buy your own and it would be way easier than dealing with this bullshit. I don't know if I can buy it. I mean, one day I will, but I will, I will start a, I will have a rainy day fund to buy a pink Cadillac. Yes, I have, I have faith in you. I think so, so the pink Cadillac is one of the bigger sales incentives for Mary Kay consultants. And I feel like it's one of the more well-known ones. Um, according to this Canadian income disclo- disclosure statement that I found, only people at the independent sales director level or higher can even earn the car, which is only 1.725% of the consultants. Mm. But the way it kind of feels like it's framed is, oh, if you reach a certain level, they give you a car. Amazing, right? Yeah. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it doesn't actually work that way. So here's the thing, because once you reach a certain level, you are eligible to essentially use a Cadillac, but you have to stay at that level in order to keep it. So that is, that is a tricky, it's like, so it's like on loan. And yeah. And if you don't hit your sales minimums, like you're on the hook for this car. So according to 2017 data from this website, I like called pinktruth.com, a sales director with a Cadillac has to do $102,000 in wholesale over two quarters or 17,000 wholesale per month ish, which also only amounts to a commission check of about $3,400 a month because this is all wholesale we're talking. And this does not include business expenses. That said, you don't have to take the car. You can take a cash incentive instead. 
Okay, I would probably do that. Um, I don't know. The car is so tempting, though. It is tempting, and you think you're getting a free car, and you kind of are, but like your name's on the car, so you're kind of on the hook. Yeah. Um, and I couldn't find a lot about the Mary Kay Cadillac because I think it's semi shrouded in secrecy. But what it is kind of similar to, and I'm not going to say that these are the same structure at all, but I'm just going to say that it uh, made me look into another popular MLM car sales incentive, which is the Plexus Lexus. I don't know. We love a rhyme, but I hate this. Um, This is honestly a tangent. But I looked this up also just from Plexus's documents online, like they're readily available. So I feel like I can say this all. Mm-hmm. Um, so this, I mean, this is a tangent, but in order to get this Plexus Lexus, you have to be either an emerald diamond or sapphire rank. And you also have to maintain that rank. I love how every MLM, I'm like, they're just colors now. Okay. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And the other thing is that once you hit that rank, you still have to wait another month again while maintaining it to even begin receiving the bonus. So like your first month, you're like eligible and then you have to wait another month to actually get it. And this is actually straight from their agreement. It says, working with the Lexus dealer of your choice to find your desired vehicle, you will be responsible for negotiating the terms of your vehicle lease or purchase. As long as it is a qualified current year model Lexus, you will be eligible to receive bonuses. So the way that it works for them is it's more like you get this car and then they sort of give you like the money back for it. Sort of. Uh, okay. So far, it just seems like you're buying yourself a car. <laughs> like, low-key. And here's what's even more annoying about it is that they tell you which types of cars, like which models you can get and also which colors. So if you're an Emerald or a Sapphire rank, you can only get a white one and they have certain models. I didn't feel like listing them all out because it's like GX2. Like, it's just random letters. Words we don't know. And if you're a Diamond rank, you can only get black. So you don't even really get to choose what car you mm. get. I mean, I would hate because I feel like I would if I had a white car, it gets so dirty so fast, too. Yeah. And Plexus, it says Plexus will pay the monthly Plexus Plexus Lexus bonus of either six hundred or seven hundred fifty dollars for Emerald Emerald or Sapphire, respectively, or twelve hundred dollars if you're a diamond based on your pay rank. For a period of 36 months or the length of your lease whichever is shortest. So basically it's like you get a car, but then they give you money to pay towards the car. I was going to say towards the car, because I don't, I have never looked into getting a Lexus, but I'm assuming even $1,200 ain't doing a lot for you for the payment. A month. I don't know. Uh, well, I guess true. A month would probably, probably like 600. I, actually, I have no, clue I have no idea, on. but it's also funny that it's like, it's either 36 months or your lease, like whichever is shortest. Like, don't negotiate at least longer than 36 months. Not that I think you can really do that. No. So yeah, it's basically like you get the lease, you have to negotiate it with the dealership. You have to go to a dealership, which I feel is a whole chore that nobody wants Hi. to do. Plexus essentially reimburses you a certain amount, but then if you drop in that rank, you're in trouble. And the other thing is that if you go up a rank, you have to upgrade the car. Huh? It's crazy. They say, if you, keep... yeah, they say if you advance from emerald or sapphire to diamond, it will be necessary to lease or purchase a qualified diamond Lexus to receive the monthly diamond bonus of $1,200. So it's oh like you God. have to now like nuts. You're like, I have my car. I have like the C is my comfort level. Everything that is perfect. And I have to change it because I got a promotion. <laughs> 
promotion, quote unquote. It's crazy. And you have to like, spe- you basically have to spend more money. You can't just like take more money from them. Ugh. And again, this is straight from them. If you miss qualifying as Emerald or higher for two consecutive months, you will not receive the Plexus Lexus bonus beginning with month two. And you will not begin receiving the bonus again until you requalify as Emerald or higher. Lord. Crazy. Um, also, if your pay rank drops to another level, that's still eligible for the bonus. Um, on the second month that you are still at that lower level, your pay is also going to drop. So if you were getting like the 750 pay- payment before and then you drop the next level, you're going to get $600, but you're still paying for this car. Ugh. The guidelines also say this. Plexus will not guarantee any lease payments and cannot offer any advice as to the ambassador's ability to finance said vehicle. And in case you're like, okay, what if I just like pretend I got a Lexus and like take the cash? Like at least Mary Kay gives you a cash option. Mm -hmm. Every year you have to send outdated registration and a photo of you with the car. (laughs) So they know that you are not just pocketing the money. So in short, fuck this. <laughs> Truly TLDR, fuck this hard. Like seriously, so don't fucking do that, anyone. This Lexus situation is so predatory and terrible. But if you know anybody who has done it, can you send us the photos that they take once a year with right? the Lexus? Because that is I just so funny. Photoshopping this shit, I'd be like, give me yeah. my money. I would like just put like I would just draw an L over like my Honda sign. I'd be like, no, it's a Lexus, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So this, it seems like a cute incentive. You get a Lexus. It rhymes with the company, but it's super restrictive. So that sounds horrible. Well, you know what Kanye said? Couldn't afford a car. So named her kid Alexis. (laughs) There is that. Uh, All right. Well, speaking of L's, we got some lawsuits. (laughs) We got some lawsuits going on for Mary Kay, of course. Not as many as you'd expect. I got to be honest. Not a lot at all. <laughs> Lawsuits, plural, just two. Uh, so the first one is Wolf, kind of like that, versus uh, Mary Kay Cosmetics. And this was in 2002. A uh, sales manager who was fired from Mary Kay for not making her quota sued the company. I feel this is a funny moment, too. I'm like, wait, girl, you are... Matt, you got out. <laughs> but she, you know what I mean? Where she's well, like, no, she like, got kicked out. She got kicked out, yes. Uh, Wolf was uh, diagnosed with cancer, she says she worked at MK full-time and she drove one of the cars whilst being treated for cancer. This is when she did not make her quotas. She asked uh, Mary Kay for an exception and they declined. It's fucking heartless. Fucking rough. Yeah. She lost the sales director position and the car. So you're taking this bitch's car who is yeah. going in for cancer treatment. She filed, an, uh, she filed an employment discrimination suit against Mary Kay claiming she was wrongly fired because of her medical disability. Initially, she won, so there was that. Uh, in December 2002, a Texas jury awarded her $11.2 million with $10 million in uh, punitive damages. Legit. But Mary Kay insisted she was not an employee, but an independent contractor. Therefore, the decision was reversed after an appeal. Boo. <clears throat> Boo is true. 
Uh, and the other uh, lawsuit is from 2015, so a little more recent, but not really recent at all. God, 2015 was long ago now. That is making me feel old. Uh, it was a class action suit. Uh, consultants in New Jersey, shout out, filed a class action suit in 2015, alleging they were misclassified as independent contractors. So the same issue again. And had to unfairly purchase mer- merchandise. The suit alleges consultants were threatened to make non-negotiable payments. Uh, the threat was that they would be fired if they didn't, including marketing materials, uniforms, and merchandise. What the America uniform? I don't even <laughs> want to know. I'm like imagining the Sir uniforms. Oh, that's so funny. I was imagining uh, a twin set from Ann Taylor Loft. <laughs> You're probably more accurate. Uh, they also allege that they are required to buy a minimum uh, dollar of product uh, or they'd be terminated even if they uh, knew they had no customers to sell the product to. Court dismissed the case, ruling that Texas laws applied given that Mary Kay is based in the Lone Star State. Yeah. And that's pretty much that and that's that it is gross i th- it, and i'm pretty sure i think i was reading in 2018 it was like one of the like it was it's still growing so well too it's like it was like on a skyrocket of being one of the most successful companies yeah Our i mean MLM. i feel like it's not one of the it's not the sketchiest one that we've covered it doesn't no. seem great um I'm just you know, firing a woman who's going through cancer for failing to make her minimums while going through cancer treatment is pretty low. Well, that's the thing. When I feel like I don't get how people like, can read that case and the other case or just like how they fuck over all of their employees uh, and be like, yeah, yeah I'm going to stick with that. Where you're kind of just like, don't you? I mean, because I feel like they're the, they're not really the employees. They're like the customers. Uh, mm-hmm. That's some truth. I know. So, yep. But I, I feel like this is definitely an MLM where a lot of people listening know people that Oh yeah, involved in Mary Kay. So you let us know if you have uh, if you have been forced to purchase a lipstick or two. <laughs> I did have their eyeshadow. I mean, I think it was fine. It wasn't. I mean, I didn't know anything about makeup in middle school. No, but like, at least I don't think it's like the other one that makes your lips burn. Oh yeah, that's not gonna. Yeah, there's no. I I, I have not seen any articles talking about like health issues from this one. So I guess that is um, that's a win for them. <laughs> yeah. We know who will win something. One of us, maybe. One of us. In the new game that Jorge has for us. Oh, yeah. All right. So, we all know that Mary Kay is sort of known for its iconic pink color. So, in today's game, which is called Pink the Right Choice. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. We have a series of five trivia questions, all that have to do with pink in some sense. Oh, I'm wearing pink, so this is a good sign. Oh, yeah? Danny, you might be a favorite in this game. I have pink shorts. Look at that. Without a head. I'm not wearing any pink. (laughs) (laughs) All right. First up, which of these songs is pink's most successful single? Oh, hell yeah. Is it A, Lady Marmalade, B... So what? C, huh. just give me a reason. Or D, who knew? Oh, I love okay, all well, these songs. I was going to say, get the party started. You know that one? Oh, my, oh, from Misunderstood, that album? That album was uh, my life. That one's iconic. <laughs> that album? Oh, my God. The teen angst I had, or the childhood angst I had with that. So good. I'm going to go with 
<sighs> Lady Marmalade Lod, because I know that went number one, and I think it also won a Grammy. That was really good, but I'm I feel like you're right, but also like does she wasn't the only singer on it, so I don't know if that counts. What was the second choice? Second so choice what? was so what? Mm. So what? I mean, I do think you're right. So I'm still going to go with Lady Marmalade. You are both incorrect. Oh, the correct answer is just give me a reason. Oh, wow. Which is one of the more recent songs. Do you guys know this song? Yeah, Yeah, it's all right. Yeah, it's not my favorite of hers. I don't love that fun guy. (laughs) (laughs) What's his name? Uh, Nate Nate Roos. 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 Yeah, so... You, you are correct in assuming that Lady Marmalade hit first. And this song actually didn't hit first. It actually only reached two, but it oh. actually sold the most amount of copies of any of her singles I ever. See. Wow. Which is 873,000. And All it right. had over 90.3 million streams. Um, Dang. So it is her most successful single. Not the one that slaps the most. We all know that no. is Lady Marmalade. <laughs> Lady Marmalade. And also shout out to Glitter in the Air. That song is oh so good. <laughs> all right. So zero to zero. <laughs> all right. All right. Next up. The character of Mr. Pink in the 1992 movie Reservoir Dogs by Quentin Tarantino is played by which actor? Oy. Have you guys seen this movie? Sure haven't. <laughs> Guys, I, just watch a movie for once in your life. It's hard. Is it on TikTok? No. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just watch clips of it? Right. All right. Well, is it Tim Roth, Steve Buscemi, Ugh. Quentin Tarantino himself, or Harvey Cato? I know two of these people. <laughs> and I feel like I know if Steve Buscemi was in Reservoir Dog. I'm gonna do I'm gonna do Quentin himself because I think he did the thing like um he always makes Alfred a cameo. Hitchcock, where he put himself in it. Yeah, right. he does make a cameo, but I feel like he doesn't usually give himself a name. Oh my god, who were the first and the last other. two guys again? <laughs> Tim Roth mm-hmm. and Harvey Cato. I'll go with Harvey. You're both incorrect again. <laughs> <laughs> it was, in fact, Steve Buscemi. No fucking oh, way. Yeah, ah. Steve Buscemi. Um, this oh movie god. is fantastic, by the way. It's Tarantino's fourth film. It's about some diamond thieves that plan a heist and it goes like horribly, horribly wrong. Love a heist. And it's, it's pretty cool because you only see footage of them before the heist and after the heist. You don't actually see the heist at all. So it's, it's pretty conceptual, but it's, it was called The Greatest Independent Film of All Time by Empire. Dang. And wow. it's, it's really worth a watch. It's, it's a classic. I thought it was a war movie for some reason. No, no, not at all. Okay. Not all right, I'll check this out. But yeah, Steve well. Buscemi plays Mr. Pink in the all movie. Right. So now you know. Now we know. <laughs> movie night. All right. Which of these countries' presidential mansion, which is basically their version of the White House, is actually the Pink House? Hmm. Is Sheep. it India, Finland, Canada, or Argentina. My God, it's telling me Argentina. I'll go with Finland. Sarah is on the board. Oh, wow. Argentina. There we go. Look at you. So I've actually seen this house. It's pretty iconic. It's it's like a baby pink. It's, it's pretty, pretty cool. 
Um, oh. There's conflicting stories as to why it's pink. Um, no, one, no one really knows, but there's two interesting stories that I found. One of them is that they mixed cow's blood into the white paint in order to Ew. protect the building from Argentina's um, humid climate, which is interesting. I could is see that, that a thing? Apparently, <laughs> I don't know. Huh. I'm not going to try it, but I'm not going to deny it. (laughs) All right. (laughs) The other story, which sounds a little bit more likely, is that there's two main political parties in Argentina, which are the liberals, and their color is white. And then there's the radicals, and their color is red. So they think that maybe Mm. they mixed both colors in order to diffuse political tensions. Be like, this is neutral ground. How's that working for those two parties? (laughs) (laughs) Like, I feel like some guy just like fucked up the paint somehow. And they're like, well, this is it. We already ordered it. That story is a good, a good, uh, I believe that story more than the, the blood one. <laughs> All right. Well, Sarah is leading the game with one Close correct one. answer. Wow. You know, it's a runaway, runaway game right now. <laughs> All right. Next up in the original Pink Panther movie, what did the Pink Panther refer to? Was it a pink diamond? Was it the detective? Was it the thief who was very agile? Or did it refer to an exotic animal? I'm confused. I, think, I, I am too. Why did I do? I guess the original one is not the one I saw, but. Like, is that not the one with Steve Martin? I guess not. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that is not the original movie. <laughs> Wait, it's not the cartoon either? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why. It, wasn't the Pink Panther also in the check on it music video for some reason with Beyonce? Oh, for, uh, I feel like Destiny's you could be right. So That's this movie I'm... was a movie from 1963, which is wow. the origin of this franchise with uh, Inspector Clouseau. Well, that's when Mary Kay was founded. So it's kind of a also. Wow. A there you go. There we go. I'm going to say the thief. I also want to say the thief. Okay. I, I'm basing it on nothing. So you can join me on that. <laughs> The correct answer was a pink diamond. God damn it. <laughs> wait, wait, this wait, is like wait. how everybody must feel playing trivia on the stories. Oh God, truly. <laughs> so, yeah, it represents a large, valuable pink panther. I mean, pink diamond, sorry. Oh. And the diamond received the nickname because there's a flaw in its center that resembled like a leaping panther. And Ooh, this cool. is the diamond that they steal in the film, and Inspector Coso is trying to find the panther, the pink panther diamond thing throughout the film. Oh, you cool. know what? Imperfections are beauty, so there we go. <laughs> All right. It is still oh, one God. to zero <laughs> with Sarah leading the charge. This is the last question. So this all is right. for all the marbles. Let's see. I thought you said it was Marvel themed and I was just going to lock off. <laughs> I was just going to, I'm just done. And he's like, oh, I guess my internet is cutting out. Bye. <laughs> All right. If you wanted to make the cocktail called pink gin, hmm. what ingredient would you need apart from gin? <laughs> would you need rose liquor, grapefruit juice, Angostura bitters, or raspberry schnapps? Hmm. I'm going to say bitters. I'm going to say grapefruit juice. D. 
Danny is correct. It oh! was Angostura bitters. I didn't even Look know those were red. <laughs> I don't either. They're actually a little bit of a they're they're kind of um brown. So when you That's mix why it, I thought it couldn't be that. I don't know why it's called pink gin, to Ew. be quite honest, but oh. it is in fact Angostura bitters. And Ew. it is quite a strong drink because yeah. bitters it's just gin. <laughs> yeah, and bitters are actually more alcoholic than gin. So Jesus. you're basically wow. just adding <laughs> more <laughs> alcohol to alcohol. Jesus. <laughs> Goes down smooth. And uh, Angostura bitters are actually used in a ton of cocktails. They're used in Old Fashions, Manhattans, Pisco Sours, Zombies, and, of course, Pink Gins. Oh. It's almost like a little bit of seasoning for your cocktails. It adds a little bit of <laughs> spice. A little bit of <laughs> Extra like... cocktail for your cocktail. <laughs> cocktail. Yeah, I do great. love a zombie. Yeah, Yeah, great, great cocktails. But... That means that you both pinked one right choice. You're both <laughs> right. today's quiz. Woo! Woo! I love that. We're the Reservoir Dogs, Sarah. <laughs> please, please watch the movie. I feel I'm like sure... that needs to be like our, not even punishment, but like our homework. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure half of our listeners are yelling at you for not having seen this movie. It is oh so my god. They're going to DM us like you guys are fucking dumb. <laughs> All right. So we're you DM us. We're going to go watch Reservoir Dogs. And while we do that, rate and review this podcast, guys. Five stars, we said. And yeah, check us out. Yeah. And follow us on Instagram, not another true crime. And uh, join the Facebook group, not another true crime group. I have to say, guys, there's like 30 pending requests of no of people who responded to none of the questions. I can't I approve it. You're going to sit in purgatory forever or I'm going to decline it. So just answer the questions. Say you listen to the podcast. That's it. I don't really care if you don't know what Unsolved Mystery keeps you up at night. But as far as why you want to join the group, just give us a legit answer. We'll let you in. It's super fun. As Pink and Nate Roost would say, just give us a reason. So <laughs> there we go. There we go. Oh, before we go, it's been a few weeks. Um, we've been so busy. But Sarah, who was the winner of Build a Cult? Oh, yes. Danny was the winner. Yay, Danny. The click has prevailed. Yes. The click with Fifth We will Harmony. all be joining the click next week. <laughs> so get your robe and your yoga pants ready. I will say that was like the clincher for most people. I, yeah. We love a comfy outfit. I should have thought that through. A growl fit, yeah. Thought that through. But join our Facebook group. It's almost like a cult. <laughs> <laughs> and you can follow me on Instagram at Sarah Lameem. You can follow me at Cashmere Danny Cashmere with a K. And we'll be back next week. Not Another True Crime Podcast is produced by Jorge Morales Pico and Sean Kilby. Our hosts are Sarah Levine and Danny Murphy. Editing by Jorge Morales Pico. Social media by Sarah Levine. Be sure to follow at NATC Pod on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And send us your emails to NATC at Betches.com. Batches.